Hello, besties! Welcome to Martinez with Eddie, your ultimate destination for everything Bravo. Join me as we spill the tea, dissect the drama, and uncork the juiciest gossip from your favorite reality TV shows. And this week we're going to be focusing on Orange County. I mean, it's been quite an interesting season. I gotta say that I love how entertaining and petty it's been compared to other franchises. Obviously, we're going to be focusing on different moments during the last episode. But uh, uh, before I continue, I want to share a couple of things with you that I've been working on that I want you guys to uh, also get to check. I'm doing daily recaps. I'm, I'm, I'm doing daily news uh, on my YouTube channel, exclusively on my YouTube channel. Also, there is going to be a new members only section on my YouTube channel that you can join. And I'm going to do the top 10 episodes. So for the next 10 weeks, I'm going to select 10 episodes from The Real Housewife of Beverly Hills, my favorite franchise. And I'm going to recap those 10 episodes and I'm going to give you my opinion. It's going to be from different seasons and it's going to be in, there's not going to be a chronological order. I'm just picking my top 10 best episodes of Real Housewife of Beverly Hills. So in the members only section in YouTube, you'll be able to share with me your opinion. You are going to be able to also chat with me about these episodes. I'm going to let you know, obviously, the episode beforehand so you can watch them and come to the show prepare. It's, uh, it's, it's going to be fun. It's going to be so fun. I'm also going to release those episodes like a month later for everybody to watch. But if you want to be involved in the tea beforehand and just have a little kiki, you can join my membership only section that I'm going to be doing this top 10 for a long time now. I'm going to be doing top 10 in Beverly Hills, then top 10 in New Jersey, Orange County, on and on. I'm also going to pick my top 10 uh, episodes with my favorite housewife, Lisa Vanderpump. So yes, it's going to be a lot of fun on that section. Obviously, there's going to be more exclusive topics in the members only. Also, if you guys haven't checked, there is a way for you guys to, you know, support my podcast and support my YouTube channel. Uh, YouTube allowed me now to receive super thank yous, super stickers, and stuff like that that you can find on, you know, the YouTube universe. Uh, it's like, you can find the little clicks. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm just pushing this now because I, I just got the option and I'm, you know, like if you guys are enjoying this as much as I do in creating this uh, platform, there's people have asked me if there's any way to support my so my social medias or my podcast or whatever. Now that now we have those ways on my YouTube channel with the membership and we also have the super stickers and the super thank you. So if you like my YouTube episode and you want to say thank you, there is now a way to send a little thank you with a little note. Uh, now let's move on to what it truly matters now. We are going to be focusing tonight on Orange County and it's Friday, so let's make it a special episode. Let's make it a, a super fun. Let's chat about Orange County plus whatever news we got during the week. I'm going to be talking about a couple of news that we got 
Uh, we got some from Vanderpump Rules. We got some from New Jersey. Um, yes, uh, we got some from Orange County, too, with the three Amigas uh, doing a show. And there is a little controversy. I mean, just a little bit. It's not that it's not that deep, not that serious. From a comment that Vicky said during that show. Also, Tanra made a comment about Teresa, which I'm still I'm still in shock, you guys. Why is Tanra fighting with Teresa every single day? Teresa hasn't replied to her though. Notice how the only person in this fight is Tanra. But anyways, uh this episode focus mainly on the girls preparing and going to Montana to this retreat. I think it's fun when a cast um, feels like they're getting along-ish and they have arguments, but still they get to enjoy the trip. And that's the vibe that we are getting on this Montana trip. The episode started with Jennifer, the newbie, of the group having like a good time with Ryan. Uh, she seems to be getting a massage and it's very sexual. And I'm here for that. I like when my housewives are unfiltered, you know, when they share their sex stuff too. I mean, they're humans. They have to get it on somehow. And it seems like a massage gun is doing the trick for Jen. I um I don't know. I'm still trying to figure her out. I'm not saying that she is a bad housewife. Actually, she's given us more than previous newbies in Orange County, especially last season with uh, Noella and Jen Armstrong, the the plastic surgeon lady or cosmetologist because he's that's another thing they trying to make you believe that they have these higher titles when in reality is not that high i mean obviously you need to know about uh cosmetics and aesthetic stuff but it feels like she was trying to make it look like she was a plastic surgeon when in reality she was just like a cosmetologist anyways I'm happy with this newbie. I don't know about you guys. Uh, I do think Jen, uh, this season Jen, which by the way, I need to learn her last name because I feel like when I try to say in it, I always mispronounce it and I don't want to be that person. So let me just make sure that before I say her last name again, I'm saying it right. I hate when people do that, you know, like I'm I'm trying to be fair because I'm okay when people mispronounce my name, but if I'm doing this, I want to make sure that I'm giving you the right name, right? So you can go and follow her. Her name is Jennifer Pedranti, Pedranti, P-E-D-R-A-N-T-I. Sounds a little Italian to me. Which kind of brings to the question, like... Is she Italian? I'm going to check it out. Because the comment that Vicky said on <laughs> on her show is regarding the ladies of New Jersey. So, And when we get to that point, we will going to tie it up all together. So you know what I'm talking about. Meanwhile, we have Heather preparing her you know, luggage and with her 
no um, stylist and assistant and whatever. And we got a new meme, or at least I created a new meme based on the information that we got. She has what she called a Chanel shed kickers, which are kind of like those rain boots from Chanel. And the only, and the thing that came to mind, I mean, maybe just because uh, I'm a big homosexual, the first thing that came to mind is um, that scene on the Devil West Prada, and Andrea walks into the office, and Emily asks her, like, "Are you wearing the the Chanel boots?" "Yes, I am." That's what it came to my mind when she was talking about those. So I'm gonna be like, when I see Heather at Bravo, I'm gonna be like, "Were you wearing the Chanel check kickers?" Yes, you are. <laughs> I love when you can, you know, watch housewife shows and kind of have a little pop culture moment in your head when, like, you can connect those uh, scenes with like a movie or something. That was literally the first thing that came to mind. Like, I, I had to post that on my Twitter. Because to me, it was hysterical. I, I was expecting it to go viral, but I guess nobody cared for it. Uh, but it's true. It, it, it's funny. Um, it's uh, it's definitely one of the stuff that you watch in Housewife. And it reminds you that it, it's supposed to be fun. It's supposed to be entertaining. Um, when it comes to pettiness... I still think that Heather and Taylor are winning the battle of petty housewife fights. They still fighting over this goddamn script. You know, they're still fighting over the um the script. Uh, Taylor was upset because um Heather didn't take the script with her to her house when she gave it to her. You know, they were having this like training section and she gave her the script and Heather thought she was joking. I mean, I thought she was joking too, but uh, Taylor was like damn serious. She gave her the script and she left it at her house. Uh, in her confessional, um, Taylor said that, you know, that it was her first movie role and she felt like Heather was treating her like it was, like, non-important. Like, oh, poo-poo. Once again, now when she said, like, oh, poo-poo, it reminded me of the poo-poo head in Vendepon Rules. It's like having a renaissance. Like, the word poo-poo is, like, now all over Bravo now. Uh, but, yes, this fight is being dragged by everybody because now even Tenra is, like, inserting herself as per usual. Um... She said in a confessional, uh, she was talking about Heather's different movie roles and different um, TV roles, right? And we get to the Malibu country. If you guys remember, there was a conversation when Malibu countries, uh, when Heather got cast for Malibu country, they were in a little trip and uh, uh, Tenra, you know, told everybody that Gretchen got offered also a role. And even uh, Alexis uh, was also saying that her PR or whatever got reached out by Malibu Country to offer her a role too. To also Tenra confessing on this confessional saying that she also got offered a part. 
But last time I checked, the only person who actually got a role was Heather. So I don't know what Tanra was trying to do with that confessional, trying to kind of like diminish Heather's accomplishment. But I mean, Tanra didn't get the role or or she wasn't part of it. So she doesn't have that on her IMBD. Is that what it called? IMBD? Yeah. Um, when it comes to the fashion in this freaking episode, I'm like, who has that many country freaking inspired clothing? Like, th- these people had like a whole closet full of country uh, outfits, like hats and boots and, and cowboy hats. And I understand that that I guess they are going to a trip to Montana, but where is this clothing coming from? Like, do people in Orange County wear this, like, cowboy shit? Like, not the last time I checked, that was, like, by the beach. And Orange County is, like, a beach town. So why would Orange County people have, like, rows and rows of clothing of country-style Western-inspired clothing? Especially Gina. Out of all the people, why Gina has this whole thing? She should focus on building a bigger casita for real clothing, not for like concert slash festival clothing. You know, um, one thing that I've been noticing, especially in the last episode, maybe I wasn't paying attention before, but I was listening to Gina's accent. And I know that Gina is from New York. She's from Long Island. She's from Rockville Center. Why does she sound like a valley girl? It doesn't make any sense. Like, maybe she's been in the OC for a long time, but I, I I was expecting her to, like, sound more New Yorker. And I understand that not, not everybody from New York sound the same. Like, some area from New York ha- has a different accent. Yes, we all know that. But she is from Long Island, you know? And she doesn't sound like New Yorker anymore. She sounds like a Valley girl. And I want to ask her that question. Like, where is this accent coming from? Because if you watch the first, very first season she, she got on the show, her voice sounded different. It's like she sounds like a, she had like a fried voice now. You know, like what people said, like, like when Kim Kardashian or Paris Hilton or, you know, like are trying to have the baby voice to kind of like sound like, eh, like as if kind of kind of stuff, like, like clueless. Even though Clueless was not in the valley. If you guys remember Clueless, if you guys are old enough, like myself, from that movie, um, the movie is not located in the valley. They go to a a, a party in the valley, and uh, Alicia Silverstone's dad gets upset because it's far from, you know, Bel Air, where she lives. So... When I was watching Gina, I'm like, what the hell is happening? So I'm trying to figure that out, you know? Um, I'm trying to understand why her accent is so different from the first season she was on it to now. Is she trying to sound more interesting? Does she feel like that will make her look more like Californian? I don't know. That's what I think. Maybe it's the fact that um, she is being surrounded by so many people from California, but 
if you listen to the people that she hang out with on the show, they don't sound like Valley people. They don't sound like Valley girls. They sound like Californian people, which is like a whole different thing. I mean, the Valley is located in this in 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 California. For those who don't know, the Valley is the the the, the area behind uh, Beverly Hills and behind the, the the Hollywood sign. That's why it's called the Valley. You know, it's a valley that is right behind the you know the sign that divides. LA Beverly Hills to the valley. Obviously, historically it means that the valley is people with less income than the people on um on Beverly Hills. That's what it is. So um yeah, I, I just wanted I don't know why I'm getting into this. I don't think people are interested in geography and stuff like that. <laughs> We're talking about the OC. But yeah, this fashion, like I was saying before, uh, it was giving country chic. Well, some of them, not all of them, um, especially Heather. You know, I, I appreciate good fashion in my housewife. And I had noticed that the OC has never been that girl that brings like fashion moments, you know. But this season, I see a little improvement. I still concerned by Gina's attempt to fashion because I know she wants to be a fashion girl but like especially that outfit with like uh the the Versace like corset looking thing with the high-waisted pants or whatever it is that it, it doesn't leave much like it has like a little stripe of skin out and it looks odd <laughs> I don't know Definitely interesting choices being done in the OC. Talking about choices, you know, they were doing that little, um, you know, the, the bull riding thing. I did not need to know that Shannon has a bony vagina. I did not need to know that. I don't care for it. Why do we have to have that information? She can easily say, no, I don't want to get on the bull. Instead, she goes to explain how her vagina is uh, is like bony. Like she feels like a bone down there. And I'm like, I don't know. And then Tamra goes and explains how she thinks she means like she has like a big vagina. And I'm like... Even the word vagina to me is just like, I mean, no offense, ladies, but I don't know. It's not that appealing to look at. It's the truth. I mean, you guys are beautiful head to toe. Don't get me wrong. But there is something about the word vagina and just the the image in my head, maybe because I'm a gay man, just like, Uh, don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. I I had my uh, I had my um, my you know I I dipped my toes in the lady pond. I I I you know when I was in my late teens, trying to figure out who I was. I I I did. I'm, I'm not a I'm not a gold star gay. I'm not. I I gotta say that. So I've seen it. I've been there up close and personal <laughs> with it. So uh. I'm not afraid of it, but just the, the picture and the conversation that they were having. I'm like, why do we need to talk about this? This is so unnecessary. But yes, that's what they were talking about. 
one shade in that episode that I was living for was for Gina's constant shade to Jen, uh, Jen Pedranti's relationship, where Gina kind of says like, oh, she's not afraid to to share um, sausage because based on what I know about her and Ryan, they she she knows how that goes. So like, you know, she's not afraid to share winners. I was laughing. That is one thing that I had noted this season. Remember how last season we were all complaining about Gina and Emily being like, like just like um, waste of oranges, you know? I think on this season i don't know if it has to do with tenra being back or maybe they just feel more comfortable with each other but gina is giving confessionals like funny ones even emily too uh even though we didn't have her on this episode because she got covid i think if she went to the to the trip she would have had a great time they both are working a little harder for their paycheck i'm not a big fan of like Oh my gosh, Gina and Emily. No, I'm not a big fan. But I appreciate housewife who can deliver something, anything, you know? Um, and Gina is giving great, great confessionals. I'm going to give that to her. Especially in the last episode, she was reading everybody for filth on those confessionals. I'm talking about on the gen on this one. And also there was one where she was shading Heather and Taylor. We will talk about that one later on because we're going to get into that fight at the end of the episode. Uh, I think, um, on this episode, I want to focus on this part real quick because this was a big revelation on this season. I mean, on this episode, uh, Taylor Armstrong came out as a bisexual woman. I was floored because I had no idea. I mean, I mean, yeah, I do I think a lot of girls are bisexual by nature? Yes, I do think most women can find other women attractive and and being uh you know sexually attracted to them and and and, and being with the women. But I, I think society has a way to look at that and just say, Oh yeah, it's a, it's it's you know, it's just girls being girls, you know what I like, remember when people used to watch those like really crazy spring break shows in the late 90s early 2000 once again i'm out in my age <laughs> um but back in the day that was like a big thing you know like you know girls making out with another girls or like playing being flirty with each other i mean it's the alcohol quote unquote you know what i'm saying but on this episode we found out that taylor was in an actual relationship for five years with a woman before she got with Russell, which is the man that we met on Real Hospital Beverly Hills, and we know the story. So we're not going to dive into that one because that one is heavy. Uh, but I think that confession made me like Taylor even more, not because of the obvious, not because I can consider her part of the LGBTQIA community. No, that's not the point. The point is, is that sometimes it takes time for people to be open about who they are. And it takes a level of being comfortable to be able to share that with other people. And the fact that we never, we never heard this 
about Taylor either on Beverly Hills, on Ultimate Girls Trip, none. We heard like Brandy, she was very open about it on Beverly Hills. Um, but Taylor, it, that came by surprise. And it was a good surprise. She was very, you know, open and she didn't make it a big deal. You know, she was straightforward. She said like, I love people who has a good soul and are, you know, and I can love are great souls and great people to love. And that is a very direct and very humane way to say, you know what? I love everybody. I appreciate that about Taylor. Um, I'm so sad that she's not a full-time housewife, though, because for what she has given us in just these last few episodes, I think she deserves the full-time position. You know what I'm saying? But as a friend of, Taylor is shining, and she's becoming a vital part of the group. I'm not sure she's going to be present this whole entire season because based on what I heard, she kind of filmed through like half of the season and then you know later on she's maybe not as involved hopefully that changes because she has become like a relief like like a com like a like a comedic relief or uh, a way to get heather to get involved on with the group even more um i love both i love heather and i love taylor i been a, a fan of Heather since she got on the show. And even though the reason why I love her is the reason why most people don't like her. I like my housewife extremely rich and not afraid to be rich. You know, um, I don't watch my housewife to see them go to Walmart or to go shopping at like, your, you know, I don't know, your local shop ride. I don't watch that for that reason. If I wanted to do that, I just drive by at Walmart. I don't even, I, I don't even go into Walmart. I, I, I don't even know. I, I, I shop in a different store. But like a lot of people complain about Heather saying, oh, she's just rich. She's uh, pretentious. She is this. I'm like, so why are you watching The Housewife in the first place if that's not the reason for you to watch it? You know, I'm not watching my housewife to be some kind of like, I don't know, uh, like humble person. I'm not expecting that. You know, when Housewife first started, especially Orange County, um, it was just rich women's problem, you know? Um, even though Orange County has always been not so rich. If you think about it, Orange County is more like suburban women who have access to money. The only rich, rich one in the group is definitely Heather. The, all, the other ones are just suburban moms with access to money. That's when Beverly Hills was created. That's when New York came to be. That Even New Jersey. New Jersey also started just as people from the suburb in New Jersey who have a little access to money. If you look at their net worth, they are not as wealthy as other ladies in, in other cities. You know what I'm saying? Beverly Hills and New York were wealthy. 
because being rich in Beverly Hills is being rich, rich. Being rich in the Upper East Side of New York means being rich, rich. You know, Orange County, there there are wealthy people, but the people that we got on the show, uh, you know, we had Tenra, we had Vicky, uh, and if you look at the net worth, they weren't like mega rich. You know, even though they were trying to sell that image. Until Heather came to be in the show. Heather was the first like extremely wealthy real housewife of Orange County women. And she changed the game in that franchise, if you think about it. Uh, it forced other people to try harder. It forced other people to actually get involved with like her level of wealth. Um and now we have Taylor fighting Heather over roles, which to me, even though sounds super stupid, that's the type of argument that I want on Housewives because it's so petty and so ridiculously stupid that I enjoy it because nobody is going to get hurt in the long run, you know? Taylor is going to go on and, you know, be part of her movie. Heather is going to forget about this at one point. This is not New Jersey type of drama that is actually hurting people. This is not Beverly Hills where people actually got hurt by, you know, the action of cast members. You know, uh, let's just re a little rewind on Beverly Hills. You know, we have uh, the whole social media thing where Garcelle's son was attacked by bots and stuff like that. That, if you look into it, seems like allegedly was orchestrated by somebody in within the cast or within the production. You know what I'm saying? So for me, to watch Heather and Taylor fighting over this script, I'm like, give me more of that. Give me more of that type of fight. I don't care. It's, it's, it's not, maybe it's not as interesting as seeing, as seeing Joe Gorga fighting Teresa or as like deep, you know what I'm saying? But nothing has to be that deep. Nothing has to be that dark to be entertaining. You know, uh, there is a part in this argument with Taylor when, um, when Heather found out that Taylor was kind of like making fun of her, you know, career on her IMBD. And she and Heather found out because after Taylor was trying to make a peace with Heather, Tamra, you know, inserted herself and threw Taylor under the bus. Which, by the way, to me, it was really ridiculous that on the same episode and then on Watch What Happened Live, you know, that night right after, uh, Taylor was saying that the person that she trusts the most is Tamra. And I'm like, uh, in the previous episode, like the episode just ended right before she was on Watch What Happened Live, Tamra threw her under the boss, the boss. How the hell you can go on and say that you trust this woman more than anybody else doesn't make any sense to me. If anything, I will be more like concerned that I'm trusting this person with some information and she used it to create uh, an issue, you know? It's um, funny 
because Heather made a point when she was arguing with Taylor. Taylor is mad at Heather for the whole script and her not taking the role or not taking it seriously. But Heather had said, if a director reach out to me, if a producer reach out to me, and then we do the whole paperwork and, you know, making sure that I'm available for those dates and stuff, I'll be in. But you just told me this while we were drunk and then you got mad at me when I wasn't very open about it with the script. That is that is true. I mean, it was more a Taylor problem than a Heather problem, you know? Uh, that's what Heather told her. That was an issue that maybe Taylor created in her head. But this issue that Taylor created, to me, is freaking TV gold. It's so dumb. So dumb. Even Gina, like I mentioned before, she, she had a little confessional where she threw some major shade at both of them, at Taylor and, and Heather. She said, verbatim, Taylor acts like she has been so offended. Meanwhile, she's never even been in a movie yet. And Heather acts like Taylor has come in and took her Oscars away from her like she's Judy fucking Dench. And I fucking die. Because that was so freaking hysterical. Once again, I'm... Don't know how Gina got this like like uh, spark on her confessional. Must be must be the the California sober that she's on. I mean, give her more of those uh, gummies. Give her more of those pot gummies because she is delivering some funny ass confessionals. Um, I don't know if her life is as interesting as her confessionals. I don't know if her real estate career is. Something that I'm invested to get to know? No. Uh, do I care about her casita? No. Uh, but at least I, she's saying stuff that make me laugh. And I appreciate that. I appreciate how somebody can just be so funny. <sighs> Definitely unexpected, but I'm here for it. This whole entire trip to Montana has been quite the roller coaster between all the ladies, especially uh, Heather and Taylor. We also saw like little glimpse of Shannon and Taylor going back. I mean, Shannon and, and Tamara going back to who they were before. They were taking shots. They were being friendly again. They were getting drunk together. Sh Shannon dressed as a kind of like, I don't know if he was like a like a Western kind of like bar girl, you know, she had that kind of like, you know, the corset and the little hat. I think it was so cute. And moments like that is what remind all of us why, you know, Bravo created this show. Yeah, sometimes it feels a little too produced. Uh, sometimes it feels like the ladies are planning this way ahead to have a moment on TV. But if it's funny, why not? If it's like entertaining, why not? I mean, we plan parties, we plan costumes, we do that for like Halloween, for for Christmas, we plan like uh, Christmas sweater parties. So I don't see an issue when a housewife plan uh, kind of like a quirky moment like that, like Shannon did 
to dress up for the other girls and like and wait for them with like shots and whatever. Um, it was an empty bar, but who cares? It was funny. I am truly enjoying Orange County. I'm just really confused as why it's not doing as good as I was expecting it with the ratings. I don't know if people still have a bad kind of like taste in their mouth from last season because last season was oof, rough. The last season of Orange County, I was afraid that it was going to cause the, the show to be canceled because it was absolutely terrible. Uh, there was no chemistry. There was no fun. Everything was so dramatic. Uh, let's not forget when Noella went to like a little like a little river and started screaming for no reason, like legit no reason. She walked from the house to the river with a little like uh, it was like a like a throw or something covering herself. Neil and started screaming, and I'm like. What is happening? It, it it got so confusing that it wasn't enjoyable at all. Um, I I was concerned. I was like, if this is the the trajectory that this show is taking, it's gonna last maybe one more season with this new cast and maybe Tamra coming back to the show. I can see more of what Orange County is. And though I'm not uh I'm not a, a Tamra fan. We all know this. I'm not a fan. I had my I had my kind of like bad experience before with her. Uh either I don't know if it was intentional or not, but there was a little exchange of really awkward moments between uh me and her during BravoCon after party. Um, and also, when you when you are fired or you're let go, when you come back, it feels a little like a stretch of the production trying to save the show. So I think that's what they're trying to do. But in all honesty, I do not think that Tanra coming back has been the saving grace of the show. Personally, is them bringing Taylor Armstrong from Beverly Hills to Orange County. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it was because we knew Taylor from a different city and now she's in a, a whole new franchise with an, like a more open personality. Uh, I don't know what it is, you guys. But Taylor is giving more to me than Tenra as a whole. Um, when Tenra came on to this show this season... She came with this like agenda of like, oh, I'm mad with Shannon. I'm so mad and whatever. And it didn't make any sense. It's once again, Tanra fighting with a castmate by herself, like fighting the wall, trying to find a way to get back into the show. You know? Um, so it's, 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 that's my take on it. I, I don't think... Tanra coming back is what is making this show entertaining. I think it's Taylor being on this show and how Taylor is getting under Heather's skin. Um, uh, I think Taylor is getting under Heather's skin, making her work 
in a fun way. Like, I, I, I remember Noella getting under Heather's skin, but I think they both were so, like, the, the, the level of, of drama that they, they put into this last season was not entertaining. It was, like, so out there. It was insane. Like, watching it was really uncomfortable. Watching it was really weird. Also because maybe it's the age differences between uh, Noella and, and Heather. I don't know what it was. But there was a miscommunication and a lack of really wanting to get to know each other that made it really hard to watch on this case uh taylor and heather seem to speak the same uh pettiness uh they both are trying to get to know each other for some x y and z reason for the acting or whatever but in the process of getting to know each other they throw in shade at each other all the time in a way that it seems more um, out of just silliness, out of just silliness, it's not a big deal. It doesn't seem so um, personal, perhaps. I don't know. I want you guys to tell me why I feel this way. If you have the chance to watch this last episode or the episode with Taylor, uh, also notice notice one thing: since Taylor joined this. Uh, season you know she didn't join on the first episode she joined on, on episode two i believe i'm trying to kind of like count the episodes in my head um it feels more dynamic so that's what you want with a friend of you want a friend of who can get in the mess spice things up and just be there for the ride because as you guys know a friend of if not necessarily a driving force of the storyline a friend of is supposed to be there to support whoever she's friend with but instead taylor has made an impact on this season because she had her own drama with heather outside her friendship with tanra because we know that taylor was introduced as tanra's friend I I still think, though, that maybe Tenra wanted Taylor to be the full-time and Jen uh, Pedranti to be the friend of. And maybe something happened down the line that that's why she got the orange and not Taylor. Um, maybe it's going to be the drama regarding her relationship with uh, Ryan and whatever, and how um, Gina feels about you know the whole affair or whatever. Uh, so maybe that is going to cause more drama later on. That is going to uh, that is the reason why she got the orange in the first place. But as now, currently talking, I would have preferred Taylor getting that orange. She's giving me more way more and watch bring another question now i'm talking about jim pedranti have you guys noticed how since she joined the show how every time that tenra has a chance to kind of like throw her under the bus she takes that chance 
And we know that they have a fallout on this season. I don't know if the fallout is still on. I don't know if it's something that happened that is going to be too deep to like fix in within the season. And they're going to use it for like uh, future uh, dramas for like next season or whatever. But we do know that Jen and Tenra have a fallout. And we've seen little Easter eggs from now on. Like we see the confessionals. We see the way the Tamra talks about her and how she's saying that, uh, you know, that when she saw this guy, she said, like, I'm going to sleep with this guy in, in the back of the car and whatever, even though Jen is denying it. You know, um, it seems a little like Lisa Rena, perhaps when she used to bring friends to then just like throw them under the balls for a storyline like she did with Sutton. She did with uh, Garcelle, with Denise, you know, uh, Yolanda. So, yeah, it's an interesting housewife behavior that I had noticed that in this season, the Tanra is taken. You know, she brought that friend and she's already throwing her under the bus. And I'm pretty sure next week is going to be another you know, fun-filled episode. <laughs> guys, um, I don't know if you guys were paying attention, but I mentioned that uh, Tenra, Shannon, and uh, Vicky are on... They did, like, a live show a couple of days ago. And it seems to be, like, kind of successful as, as, like, how entertaining it was. But... I saw some clips and some commentary about the show that I he cannot raise eyebrows. And I, and please don't take this too seriously. Please don't take it too deep. It's not that serious. I, I mean, I'm not trying to paint anyone as like using an issue about racism or whatever. No, I'm not trying to go that way. That's not the route that I want to take. But it is eyebrow raising, you know. When Vicky said that she wouldn't be a good fit for New Jersey because she's too white. I just want to ask Vicky what she meant. Because I don't want to make assumptions. I don't want to say like, oh, she was just being like, you know, problematic. Maybe she was being a little ignorant with her comment. and But that, that just on brand with Vicky. You know, Vicky said the most outrageously crazy things sometimes and we have to be like oh gosh here we go again vicky no um but she made that comment there's no context to it there's no uh specific reason um but another person who mentioned new jersey was tenra i mean it seems like new jersey is in the mouth of everybody these days um tenra said that she would like to be part of the New Jersey cast so, because she has a bone to pick with Teresa. And I'm like, what? Teresa does not give a damn about Tenra. Tenra has been fighting for like three weeks or four weeks or more with Teresa out of the blue, let alone out of, out of the blue. There's no reason for this fight to be happening. And then Tenra has been inserting herself, calling her the most overrated housewife when, come on, Tenra, you have been on Orange County for a whole freaking decade or with people who are extremely overrated. Because if you ask me, there's not that many iconic Orange County housewives. 
left. The bunch of one season wonders and a forgettable housewife on, on that franchise. And you're telling me that Teresa Judah is the most like overrated when Teresa Judah has more iconic moments than Tanra. I mean, I'm sorry, that's the reality of the case. I mean, I, I, I don't know. But when I think about Tenra, the only thing that comes to mind is like, is that's my opinion. That's my opinion. And Jesus' jugs. That's the only thing that comes to mind. And those were said at a reunion. Not during the show. And yes, Tenra made it like okay to be like a little more like feisty on the show. But Teresa did the table flip before everybody else did everything else. And the table flips is talked in pop culture by everybody. You don't have to be somebody who watches Bravo to know who Teresa Judice is. You know? Like there's there 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 that's 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 the point. Like even if you like Teresa or not, that's this is like a real thing. I'm not trying to make this stuff up. There are some housewives that people know, even if they don't watch Bravo. And the main three housewives that people remember or have heard about, they are not, uh, the people remember not just because they watch Bravo, are Teresa Judice, Nini Leakes, and Lisa Vanderpump. And you can ask anyone who doesn't watch those shows or doesn't watch Bravo, and they might not tell you exactly who they are, but they're going to be like, huh, yeah, I remember this, or I heard about this person, or, you know, maybe people talk about Lisa Vanderpump, people, most people remember her, her restaurant, you know? Uh, Nini has been a force for Bravo. I mean, Bravo might not like her right now because of the whole legal battle, whatever. But Bravo can't take away the fact that Nini League put the network on the map. So did Teresa. Teresa is a pop culture icon that is way above of being just a Bravo lab. You know, that that is that is a fact. There is. There is housewives and there is iconic housewives. And I'm sorry, Tamara, you are not an iconic housewife. You might be an icon in Orange County, and that's a fair uh, title. But in pop culture, you are not memorable. Teresa is. So when she called Teresa a, um, a overrated housewife, I'm like... Why are you picking fight with her? And the only reason why I can think of is because she is trying really hard for people to watch Orange County. She's going to the extreme to get herself involved in drama that she is not part of just for the sake of the ratings. Is it a good tactic? Maybe. Is it working? No, because nobody's paying attention to the show. You know, most people are looking at it like, okay, Tamra is um, obsessed with Teresa now because Teresa hasn't replied to her comments because she has nothing to defend herself for. You know, 
She's living her best life right now. She's traveling. She's with her kids. Uh, her kids are graduating and she's focusing on that. She has her own podcast and she could have easily have blasted Tamra and she hasn't. Well, Tamra is out there on Watch What Happened Live on her podcast and on blogs uh, talking about Teresa. And that's how you know that she is more iconic than Tanra because Tanra can't stop talking about Teresa while Teresa hasn't even mentioned her name. Oh, honestly, you guys. A uh, quick rundown of news. Uh, Vanderpump Rules started filming. Everybody's back. Rachel is still in... The contract process. She hasn't signed the, the dotted lines. Production want her back. She's not sure. Her family's not sure. I'm 100% sure that she's going to come back. She's probably going to come back mid-season. It's going to be hard for her to get involved in the drama because um, we are moving on from Scandable. I don't know about you guys, but a Scandable ended with the reunion for me. And I'm going to tell you why. Because at this point, the people involved in the scandal have moved on. Uh, Ariana is living her best life with her new man. She has made millions of dollars with advertisements. She's working every single day with different uh, uh, advertisers. Um, she's she already signed the contract. She's filming. She was part of filming with Katie. She's moved on. Sandoval... We don't know what he's doing. He's probably trying to sell tickets for his like parking lot concerts that nobody wants to see. I'm surprised that people still want to see this mess because it's a horrible freaking wedding band cover thing. That's what he plays. It's not even that great. It's not even good. It's actually quite painful to listen to. It's more like an embarrassment. Unless, I mean, I mean, some people like to pay for the circus. I guess that's how, how you can take this. I mean, people are paying to just watch a clown. So I guess, I mean... If you like to go to the circus, I guess this is the place for you to go. Um, and then we have Rachel. Rachel, who was another part of the scandal, um, she doesn't she doesn't seem to come back. She doesn't seem interested in signing or her mental health and all this stuff. If it's because of mental health issues, she shouldn't come back, period. Because when you are dealing with anxiety from a uh, show when you are dealing with PTSD from a situation that was such a big national scandal, uh, my advice is just to focus on yourself, remove from the toxic, and maybe come back in a different time. But at the same time, I don't think she is needed for the show. She's not needed on the show. Because I want to ask people, before this scandal will happen, what memorable moment Rachel had? I'm going to tell you one because somebody called me out on this. There was a scene or a moment during an episode that aired in 2021 when Rachel was sharing that she was dealing with anxiety and it was really bad and she was struggling with it. And she was doing that on a confessional and on camera. And as somebody who suffered from anxiety myself and depression, anyone who speaks on it gets my respect. So I posted a tweet saying, um, for this reason, I have to stand Rachel 
because she was being open and talking about this anxiety. But that was a segment, a moment in time that is not iconic, that is not a thing. It was her sharing her journey on national TV, which spoke to me in that moment, right? But outside that, she was always somebody else's girl. She was James Kennedy's girlfriend, then uh, his fiance, then she was with Peter, and then she was with Sword, then she was with Sandoval, and Oliver before that too. So from my perspective, she hasn't had anything to support her as a vital part of the show. She doesn't have any true friendship with this group at this moment. She doesn't have any connection with any of these people. So um, bringing her back doesn't make any sense. Unless people are going to start forgetting her and move forward, she can still be just a friend of, of the cast, like somebody who comes once in a while. Her life is not interesting enough to be a full-time cast member. And just because she was the catalyst for um, Scandal, that doesn't mean that she's going to do the same thing on every season because this was like a glimpse in the Matrix. This was a little glitch in the Matrix that happened. That she just happened to sleep with the wrong person and do the wrong thing in the process. Which she was like sleeping with Sandoval and then lying to her best friend, Ariana, who was Sandoval's girlfriend. And sleeping with uh, Sandoval while Ariana was gone to a funeral. And sleeping with Sandoval when Ariana was uh, um, dealing with the loss of her pet, Charlotte. And uh, also trying to find out if uh, Sandoval and Ariana were sleeping, pretending to be Ariana's friend to get that information. All those little things that happened was why she was needed in that moment but moving forward for the next season that doesn't matter anymore because we have moved on the scandal is over it's over it got wrapped the moment that that camera was put down at that reunion so i still don't understand what pay what role she's gonna play if she's brought back like and I'm not interested because remember at the beginning when she was having those one-on-one with Peter talking about her um, pageantry time and crying, like a really bad crying, like a bad acting, like really bad acting. Um, and at that point, at that point, Scandal was not out yet. That was before Scandal. That was at the beginning of the season when she was pretending to be interested in Peter. So... It was so boring. Like, her personality is either a bore in real life or her personality doesn't translate in TV. And that's pretty common. A lot of people who have very, like, outgoing, uh, spontaneous and, and fun personalities, you put a camera in front of them and all that is gone. Because... Having personality personality in real life sometimes is not the same as having a TV personality. It's two different things. And that's the reason why some people 
succeed in reality TV and some people do not and just like fade away real quick. We have many housewives and many Bravo labs that were on a show for maybe like one season. We already forgot about them because they didn't have that TV personality and that's completely fine. Not everybody is made for TV. And I personally believe that Rachel is not a person that is made for TV. None. Zero. No personality. It's like a cardboard figure. You put it, you can, you can, honestly, Bravo, sign me as your producer. If you get a cardboard, uh, life-size, um, Rachel kind of statue, one of those like cardboard cutouts of Rachel and you put it in the background, it's like you literally hire her because that's how boring she is. So instead of trying to pay her extra money to get on the show, just get a cardboard cutout, put it in the background, put it with a little tray and, and, and the drinks on it, and pretend that she's in, this, in set. We'll, we'll be good. We will not even notice the difference. Trust me. That is a fact. <laughs> Guys, uh, and with that, I want to say have a happy, happy weekend. Uh, it's going to be a holiday weekend. There's not that many shows right now. Uh, Atlanta is not coming back until July 9th. Summer House, uh, Martha's Vineyard, it's uh, done. We e ended last Sunday. Um, the only show that I believe is going to have like a new episode that I watch perhaps is going to be uh, Orange County on Wednesday. So um, I'm going to try to do a supersized episode next week because we have 4th of July. We're going to be celebrating America. So keep an eye on that. And like I mentioned before, uh, I have created a membership uh, section on my YouTube channel. Uh, I think it's like two ninety nine. I mean, I understand. I know Barbara. You mentioned that some people are not, you know, able to to afford these memberships and stuff. And I truly understand. I know that this is this the economy is not so great. Um, but if you are able to afford it, uh, there is a membership section. I'm gonna be doing top ten episodes rewatch i'm gonna do a members only video but don't worry this members only video will be released a month later on public uh, also there's going to be some members only perks like one-on-ones uh, uh special shout outs and all the perks that a vip experience uh you have obviously when bravocom comes around there's going to be members only videos as well from the bravocon in Vegas. I just want to make sure you guys know that, that there's going to be videos that are going to be only for those, um, you know, members. And, uh, and like I also said at the beginning, there's going, there is YouTube is allowing me to monetize my channel now through, uh, thank yous, like super thank you that you can send me. If you enjoy this episode and you want to send like a dollar or whatever, there is something called super thank you that you can donate to my podcast. Uh, there's also a super sticker that you can get on the lives. And uh, obviously, if you enjoy it, the best way to support my podcast is not only just like by this like um, super sticker or whatever. No, the best way to support my podcast is by subscribing on my YouTube channel and subscribing to my podcast on whatever platform you use. You can find Martini with Eddie on every single podcast 
platform so you can listen all the interviews i'm preparing a very fun awesome interview with sam from summer house she's gonna be here live on july 17th at 1 p.m and we are gonna be doing a all barbie theme interview I'm not a big fan of pink, but I'm going to wear pink because Sam is the living Barbie of Summerhouse. So with that said, you guys, have a great, great weekend. Make sure to subscribe to my podcast. Make sure to rate my podcast because the best way for us podcasters to survive in this sea of creators is by you guys showing us some love by simply leaving a rate. And guys, have a great weekend. Oh, don't forget also Twitter and Instagram. If you want the extra tea and the fun tea, you can find it on Twitter and Instagram as Martini with Eddie. And my merch line, if you want a merch from Martini with Eddie, you can find it on my website, martinivitheddy.com. Guys, have a great week and enjoy it with your family. And bye, besties. See you next week.